It is 1794. This is the HBC, the Historical Broadcasting Corporation. Good evening. We open this news hour with a report from Washington, the person who has come under scrutiny for his handling of the Whiskey Rebellion. Opponents are calling his decision to use troops to put down the rebellion, quote, unprecedented. HBC reached out to the administration's press secretary regarding the criticism, who responded, quote, no shit, it's unprecedented. He is literally the first president. In music news, listeners are going medieval over the latest album from the monastic boy band, The Monkees. Their new collection of Gregorian chants is a favorite to win 1348's Album of the Year. These catchy hymns have peasants and kings alike breaking out the mead and dancing like it's Michaelmas. We now turn to our music correspondent, Wolfgang von Betobach, with a report from the 14th century. Thank you, Mitch. I'm here on hallowed ground for all music lovers with Brother Rupert, the lead singer of the Monkees, to discuss their meteoric success. Thank you for meeting with me, Brother. You're welcome. I understand that this album is considered a new genre of music that you call death metal. Can you tell me a little bit about where that name came from? Well, the Black Death is literally all around us, and our voices sound slightly metallic, which actually made us consider naming our group using the Latin Metallica. Well, I for one am glad that you stuck with the monkeys. Now, what do you say to critics of your music who claim that the lyrics are a bad influence on the youths? with women even throwing their wimples on stage while you perform. That is just the nature of the industry. One final question. Now that you've reached the top of the charts, what's next for the band? We're going on tour with Edward the Black Prince as he wages war in France. Be sure to catch our shows at Carentan, Cayenne, and Calais. Well, I'm sure that your fans are dying to get tickets. It's going to be radical. Brother Rupert, thank you again for your time. And now a word from our sponsor. When was the last time you really got away for a while? In our fast-paced world, sometimes a vacation is exactly what you need. That's why the H.H. Holmes Castle, Hotel, and Resort is the perfect place for you to disappear to. Located conveniently just a few miles from the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, we've got everything you need. Get lost in our twisting, winding corridors. Shop till you drop in the pharmacy downstairs or escape the noisy hustle and bustle in one of our locked soundproof vaults. It's impossible not to rest in peace at the Holmes Castle. Podcast listeners can use the code STAYAWAY for 27% off their first night's stay. 
since one night is all you get, I mean, um, need. The H.H. Holmes Castle Hotel and Resort. So luxurious, you'll never leave. Moving on to the 15th century, it's time to turn to a segment of everyone's favorite game show, Murder Matchmaker. Let's head on down to the show floor and see just what's going on. Welcome, everyone, to Murder Matchmaker. Let's begin by meeting our two contestants, King Edward V and his brother, Richard, Duke of York. Welcome, your majesties. It's great to have you here on the show. Now, for any audience members who haven't heard of these two, Eddie, 13, and Rick, 9, are the sons of the former King of England, Edward IV. When the king unexpectedly kicked the bucket in 1483, he named his brother Richard the Lord Protector and trusted him to carry out little Eddie's coronation. But it seemed like Uncle Richard had other plans. In fact, let's meet the first man competing, Shakespeare's favorite punching bag himself, Richard! Richard, how are you doing today? Well, I'm alright, but I don't appreciate you throwing immediate suspicion on me. It's not quite fair. No one cares! Before we begin, though, let me give some more background and explain the rules. In 1483, Richard imprisoned the two child princes in the Tower of London. Over time, they were seen less and less frequently, ooh, until they disappeared entirely. A few centuries later, the bones of two children were found hidden beneath a tower stairwell. Were the princes murdered and their remains stashed away? It's unclear! That's what makes Murder Matchmaker so special. We're here to help Little Eddie and Rick meet their perfect match, so they can meet their perfect end. Richard, I'll begin with you. Your brother, the late King Edward, entrusted you with the care of the kingdom as Lord Protector and with the protection and coronation of his sons, your nephews. But before young Eddie's coronation, you had yourself crowned as Richard III instead, thus betraying your closest kin and everyone you love. My question is, how important is family to you? Oh, my kingdom for a break. Let me set one thing straight. There was nothing suspicious about placing my nephews in the tower. The Wars of the Roses were still going on, and things were not stable. It was the safest place for them. Plus, the tower is where the coronation procession always begins. Yes, that's true, but it's also true that Parliament decreed that the boys were illegitimate just before you became king. If the princes were illegitimate, that would legally make you next in line for the throne. Do you want children one day? 
And did you have anything to do with these parliamentary schemes? Well, I'm married, and I do have children already, and... Wait, wait, wait. Even if I did have something to do with Parliament's decision, if Edward's sons were declared illegitimate, then why would I need to kill them? Well, it's likely that you executed your other brother in a barrel of wine, so we're not putting anything past you. But let's move on to our next contestant, Henry Stafford, Duke of Buckingham. Thanks for coming on, Murder Matchmaker, Duke. Now, when these two wacky kids aren't behind bars in the dungeon, they can often be seen playing in the gardens and practicing archery. What are your hobbies? And would you use a bow for an assassination? Uh, no, I prefer the old smother them with a pillow technique. I mean, wait, no, why am I even here? Well, you're known as Richard's right-hand man. Maybe you took it upon yourself to kill the boys in order to gain favor with the new king. It wouldn't be the first time you did something crazy. In fact, you'll soon fall out massively with Richard and be executed for treason. <laughs> On that note, it's Saturday night. What do you like to do while out on the town with friends? Wait, what? I'll be exec- Next contestant! Let's meet John Howard. John lives in London, where he currently controls and operates the tower itself. Another close friend of Richard, he could have easily made the princess disappear in order to gain control of young Rick's lands and titles. John, Please describe your dream home. Hmm, um, well, I'd, I'd like a large house in the, um, the center of the city, with plenty of views of the Thames, ideally. Uh, maybe something historic with uh, white stone and uh, built by William the Conqueror himself. Of course, security is important to me, so plenty of walls around it and good nooks and crannies for hiding things. I mean, I mean, storing uh, various... Uh, um, all right, that doesn't sound suspicious at all! Time to meet our next contestant, though. Currently, he's just young Henry Tudor, but you'll eventually know him better as King Henry VII. Henry Tudor, come on down! Well, thanks, Bob. It's great to be here in my future kingdom. It's great to see you, too. Henry, you're on your way to killing Richard at the Battle of Bosworth, crowning yourself Henry VII. Um, sorry, uh, what did you say about Bosworth? Not now, Richard. Please wait your turn. Henry, you'll go on to establish the Tudor dynasty, but to do so, you'll execute several rivals. What are you looking for in the perfect partner? Hmm, that's a, that's a tough one, Bob. I guess I'd say that I'm, I'm partial to tall women, uh, maybe some reddish gold hair and a fair complexion, ideally someone from a wealthy and prosperous house. Bonus points, of course, if um, by marrying them I could unite two warring families, end the Wars of the Roses, and establish a new dynasty. Uh, come to think of it, actually, the prince's older sister, Elizabeth, is quite cute. <laughs> That's weird, especially if you killed them. 
But stay right here, Henry, because our next contestant is none other than your mom. Please welcome Margaret Beaufort. Yeah. Margaret, you look beautiful as always. Oh, Bobby old flirt. <laughs> Margaret, you're a master political tactician and a manipulator, willing to stop at nothing to see your son, Henry Tudor, succeed. You have an extensive spy network and have amassed a strong following of supporters willing to take out anyone and anything in the way to your son's path to the throne. If a gentleman caller was to take you out for a romantic evening, what flowers should he show up with? Aww. Aww. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I think I'd have to go with um, a dozen red roses. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, wait, no. I'm actually thinking a dozen white ones instead. Wait, um, well, actually, no. Uh, combine them. A red and a white rose. Doesn't that sound nice, Henry? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like one of those. Hmm, that does sound like a nifty idea. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode of Murder Matchmaker. Who killed the princes? Is it even their remains found beneath the stairs? It's still unclear to this day because history is complicated. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week on Murder Matchmaker. And that wraps it up for us from the news desk. Up next on the Fleur de Lis network, everyone's favorite renovation couple, Chuck and Josephine Gates, take on their biggest challenge yet, the Palace of Versailles. Can they bring modern farmhouse chic to this 500-year-old state? Watch as they cover the Hall of Mirrors in shiplap, add wainscoting to the coronation room, and replace the front entryway with barn doors. Don't miss a second of the action coming up next. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Historical Broadcasting. Be sure to subscribe to us as well if you're interested on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to give a special shout out to this month's Patreon of the Month, Cosimo de' Medici, who not only funds cathedral domes in Florence and countless priceless works by Donatello, but also this show. Thank you and good night.